Hello, everyone, and welcome to PB and Style. This is the number one podcast for think ups, startups, and scale ups who want to use authentic marketing and personal branding to develop their brand. I say this, guys, because using these two tools is a great way to to present yourself in a clear, consistent, and authentic way. It's also how you are going to actively attract the right people, engage with them in a way that makes them want to convert in your favor. So I'm glad you're here with me today. Today is a special day because we are going to do a little bit of a I don't know, throwback type podcast. Um, As you are listening to this, it is a Wednesday. It is um, a, uh, it's August the 5th, I believe it is. And I am right smack dab in the middle of our uh, Facebook Live Masterclass Series, Personality to Profit. I'm really excited about it. As you're listening to this right now, we are probably in the middle of it um, because that is when we're going to drop this podcast on that day. But um, it's kind of uh, about, not kind of, it is about really walking you through what personal branding actually is, how you find it for yourself, how you develop a brand persona for yourself, but then how you walk that brand persona through the process of creating Uh, a narrative around your brand, developing systems and processes that help you navigate when working with clients, how to use your personal brand to attract the right people, to define your niche, all of these things to navigate in an industry that is not normally some, an industry that you um, would normally, or people would expect someone like you to actually be in. All of these things are covered inside this uh, masterclass, and it's really exciting to have. I've got six amazing women who are helping me with this, and um, and so I didn't want to like I didn't want anybody to miss anything with any brand new content. So what I decided to do is to pull together some of old podcasts with some of the uh, guests from our personalities for profit masterclass series, so that you can hear how amazing they are. And um, I'll definitely put all of their information in the show notes below. But for this podcast, we're doing something a little bit different. Like I said, it's a throwback and we're sharing some excerpts of other podcasts that we've had in the past. I also wanted to acknowledge the fact that this is August and we are in um, Black Business Month. And as an African-American business owner, I think that it is absolutely appropriate for me to mention that in this podcast as it is um, um, publishing on August the 5th. So anyway, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's podcast, this week's episode of PB and Style. Welcome to PB and Style, the perfect podcast sandwich where host Andrea Patrick empowers, educates, and encourages you to find your inner influencer and personify their brand. She'll have you tapping into your authentic authority and engaging in a real way. Remember, leadership is a journey, not a destination. Enjoy today's dish. Today I have with me an amazing friend of mine, Miss Anthara Carr, and she is gonna share with us some of her tips. Now, I happen to know she's grown an amazing company, Sherlux Beauty, and she has done all kinds of events, and she is just entrepreneur of the year in my eyes. She knows how to do a lot, been there, done that. She's got buttons and t-shirts to share for it, and uh, I'm excited for her to share her talents and skills with you guys. Before we get started with all of her tips, I want her to share a little bit about herself with you. Thanks, Andrea. So basically, guys, 
my journey started when I was eight. You know, my family had rental properties, salons, so I was around business pretty much all of my, you know, childhood, adolescence, just all the way through. And went through college and kind of fell into marketing. Someone invited me to start contracting with 7-Eleven. Mm. My degree plan was in psychology. And I was like, I think I like marketing. But I couldn't change my major at this time. Mm. But I said, okay, I can kind of get my feet wet and start doing some marketing on my own. Mm -hmm. I love beauty, launched the beauty line. And because I was a small business, I couldn't afford marketing. I could not afford $1,500, $3,000, $5,000 a month for digital marketing, mm. PR services. Mm. I, just, I didn't have it. We all know that story. I didn't have it. And then also as a new graduate, you know, I didn't have technically the five to seven years to go experience, into a marketing agency. Right, right. So I had to kind of make my own experience. So that's how I got started. And as you know, I've worked with influencers, big box brands, small brands, you know, I've the, gamut. The, the whole gamut. The whole gamut. The whole gamut. So it kind of has exposed me to what works, what doesn't work. You can kind of tell people's personality types where my degree in the I was going to say. Play. That's what I was going to say. Like, I think your your strength in marketing is the understanding of the people. It's the psychology behind yeah, it. Yeah. And um, I think that that, I think, you know, if I if I had known more about that when I was going to college for marketing, I probably would have spent a little more time yeah. in psychology because it is a huge component of not only the, the campaign development and all that, but understanding um, how you interact with your clients. Oh my gosh. So yeah, that's, that's amazing. That's awesome. Thank you uh, for yeah. sharing. I want to know what opened your mind to the potential of digital marketing. And like you said, you started off doing marketing. It, you had to do it on your own because mm -hmm. you didn't have the money yeah. or whatever, that, which is the problem so many small businesses have. But what sort of opened your mind to the potential that digital marketing had? Mm -hmm. And what made you take the leap of faith to try and ultimately master it? Which you've done. Like you can, she can do it, guys. So... Her information will be down below. That's all I can say. <laughs> so, yeah, tell us about that. Well, basically what made me kind of just divulge and dive into digital marketing was the fact of, like I said, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't afford it. But then outside of that, there's so much information out there that, guys, you can become overwhelmed. Yes. You can become overwhelmed. And now in 2018, everyone is an expert. Everybody. Everybody's an expert. Everybody knows Facebook. Everybody does, you know. So it was kind of one of those things where I had to decipher what was going to be the best marketing channels mm -hmm. for my growing business. Mm. And so I really had to look at, okay, I'm in beauty. You know, at the time, it was beauty products, mm -hmm. beauty events. You know, so I had to look at, okay, who is presenting beauty right now? It was beauty influencers, right? So I had to look at Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I had to get to understand those channels and how they were delivering their messages to their followers, subscribers mm -hmm. on different platforms. Next up on today's throwback podcast of PB and Style, if you remember, I am interviewing, I am sharing interviews from the past as they relate to our personality to profit masterclass series that's happening right now, this very minute inside my Facebook group, the BTB Boss Talk. But our next uh, episode is with Miss Elena Rodriguez. She was Elena Czar at the time. Um, but just listen to what she has to say about how she's using her person personality to be an amazing leader. Welcome, welcome, Elena. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Andrea. All right, guys, I am so excited about this because I have talked multiple times about 
when you are yourself and you know your value, no matter where you are, no matter what circumstances you find yourself in, you are able to connect with someone and you can do business in an organic way. And that is exactly how Elena and I met. We were both in a hotel at the same time for different reasons. However, through conversation, organic conversation, might I add, um, we became fast friends. She lives in Indiana, guys. I live in the Dallas area, and we are connecting in March for my L3 Summit. Um, but we had great conversation that night, and we talked about how we enjoyed helping people find their purpose. The important thing for people to realize is anytime you gain a set of skills, anytime you, you pick up a new set of leadership skills, you take those with you no matter where your journey leads. And so, you know, I had invested in continuous learning, invested in attending seminars, even while I owned my studio. And it all ended up serving me well when I started in an entry-level position and promoted in 12 weeks. So, yeah, so, so bring me here today. So I was in that corporate leadership position um, since, since 2014. And it took me a couple years to realize that it, it still just wasn't the right fit for me. Mm. Um, I was leading a team. I was making an impact, but not the type of impact that my spirit wanted to make. And I had to do a lot of digging because I came to the realization that I missed teaching my fitness classes. But what I learned was it wasn't even about the fitness. It was about being able to speak into my students every time they came. Mm -hmm. Once I learned that and acknowledged that, then that's when John Maxwell just was in my face and, and that whole opportunity um, was, was right there for me to take. And I just left my corporate position last year to move on to what I'm doing today, so. That interview with Elena was amazing. So be sure you go back to andreapatrick.com forward slash podcast and find that interview so you can listen to the full version. Next up, we have Mr. Kia Noble, who's also a part of Personality to Profit Masterclass over my Facebook group, the BTB Boss Talk. And she is doing a fantastic job in this interview. Again, it's a throwback interview with some of the speakers who are part of that personality to profit um, masterclass over in my Facebook group. And so I hope you enjoy this. Um, it really showcases um, Takia's passion for what it is she does. And it also showcases her amazing value and how she's using her personality to really grow her audience and build her brand. On today's show, I have Ms. Takia Noble. And I have to say, honestly, in talking with her, I wrote a few things down because I wanted to make sure I said them. Initial conversations with her are just, they had me spellbound, honestly, because of the way she spoke of her subject matter. And we're going to get to that in a minute. Um, and the way she spoke of it was not only intelligent, obviously, and clear, but also the depth of passion she has for it is almost infectious. This child had me almost moving to Europe, child, for a month. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew I wasn't going nowhere, and I was listening to her like it was really possible. Just listening to her, and so I'm sure that is, I'm sure that is going to have the absolute same effect on you. Um, the other thing I really want you to know about her, and I really want you to listen to in this podcast, is we talk about personal branding being a way that a person 
um, or an individual really taps into their value proposition and then they use that value and leverage it across platforms in a unique way and they do that with clarity and consistency and authenticity. So that's sort of the definition that we go by here on PB and Style. And what is so amazing about Takia is that not only is she doing that and leveraging her value, but she has niched it down. I mean, unapologetically so, niched down um, who it is she wants to talk to. And she's got a very good and clear, um, credible reason why. And I'm so excited for her to share that with you. When we talk about economic empowerment in the black community, particularly the African-American community, and it is one of those projects that I hope and I feel will outlast my physical presence on earth. It is one of those things that I feel like will absolutely persist beyond it my life. you. Yeah, my life. And so I would like to pass on the baton. Right. So. so I have to applaud you on this whole, like this, where you are with the business. Being an African-American woman myself, I find complete and utter value in everything that you're saying. Um, and some of it is hard. Some of it mm -hmm. is, some of it, you just be looking at Takiyah a little cross-eyed. <laughs> Probably because I say a lot of the things that my target audience thinks, right? And I'm very unapologetic about the things that I say. Not that it's necessarily um, inflammatory, but it's just rooted in history. And I think that once we have a conversation that as African-Americans, our history is pretty ugly, right? And when we talk about our economic history, then why do we kind of have to, why do we have to package it? And why do we kind of have to reserve ourselves? Because the reality of yeah, it is- Yeah, why does it have to be pretty for people looking right. at it if this, the package isn't for them? Right, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I and don't care if you like purple paper. <laughs> right. The package is not for you. Right, exactly. And you know, it was really funny because as you have been um, sharing with me and giving me insights on personal branding, it was really interesting because I read this article about um, your minimal, your minimum viable audience. And that was a completely new concept to me. Now, I was always familiar with minimum viable product, but not a minimum viable audience. And the article that I was reading was saying, typically you are your minimum viable audience. So the things that you feel or the things that you, you know, how you show up in the world or how your frustrations, that is your, you more times than not are your minimum, excuse me, your minimum viable audience. And by default, you end up attracting people who have a similar mindset. Now that's not to say that you are always 100% right, but more times than not, your belief system is actually what aligns with someone who has a similar belief system, yes. right? So by extension, Can we ring it down? <laughs> so by extension, you are your audience. Ding, 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 right? ding, ding. So I said, and it was really funny because when I was reading, I said, that's what Andrea <laughs> meant about being authentic and just yes. authentically expressing yourself yes. because your audience typically is an extension of you just yes. by default of belief. So oh, yes. Ding. There we go. <laughs> Drop in the mic, people. That's it. Interview over. We're done. <laughs> Applaud her for the fact that she is unapologetic for her certainty 
of the topic that she has chosen to share with people and to use as her brand. So we're going to move on with some of these questions. All right. Sounds good. All right. The first question I want to ask you, uh, was there any trepidation I'm asking with drawing such a distinct line mm-hmm. for your, your <clears throat> brand? Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of where the creation of the litmus test came from or the qualifier test came from a lot of that had to do with just understanding the options that my current audience has right and um you know the funny thing about race relations in america at least you know i do have um i'm very excited to say that i have multiple team members that span across multiple countries, right? So I'm like a little micro multinational uh, company, and that's really cool. But they don't really have the same hangups on race that America does, you know? And I tell people this all the time, poor race relations is as unique to America as apple pie. Wow. I really do. Wow. Okay. And a lot of people don't like hearing it, but it's it's really the truth. And, you know, even in one of the um, introductory articles, We even talk about how um, the transatlantic slave trade was completely different than any form of slavery that you've ever seen in history because there was no form of slavery that was based on race except the transatlantic slave trade, right? So our roots are based in racism. When you take a look at uh, slavery in a historical context, they were typically based on religious law, or you know, when you take a look at colorism, a lot of it had to do with the fact that um, people with less pigmentation were assigned for more administrative tasks versus people with more pigmentation were uh, assigned to more menial tasks. And just by default of the presence and the repetition, you had colorism. But colorism is still very different from racism, racism, right? And one of the things that I do and I talk about in the magazine is be very specific, right? Like even I was having a conversation with my daughter and she says, I go to work. You know, I go to work to make money. I said, no, you exchange labor in exchange. Uh, you what you are engaging in is called earned income. You exchange labor for currency. You know, so it's the fact that we changing need- a mindset because we are we are. What is that? We are. Um, what's the word? Um, conditioned. Yes. To believe. Uh, yes. So but for me, it's about specificity. Right. Mm-hmm. I need right. you to very specifically tell me what you're talking about. And when I look to the magazine or when I talk about the magazine, when you read a lot of black publications, and I say black meaning that not necessarily that the authors are black, but the intended audience is black readership. A lot of it is very inflammatory and a lot of it is like, screw these systems, F these people, be mad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're like, thank you. So you left me with absolutely nothing practical right. to do, right? right? So you presented this entire argument or this entire uh, disposition that you have in this very angry tone. And one of the things when I talked to the team members, as I said, we will not be that angry black magazine, okay? And that really came from the... Um, career experience that I had or the professional experience that I had where I was working for a financial services firm in one of the more affluent areas in Texas, in uh, North Texas. And one of the things that my boss or my superior said at the time was, you don't have to have a conversation about race. 
You just have to have a conversation about money, and I guarantee you, conversations about race will happen. Wow. They have to. They have to. So when we talk about the magazine, I always talk to you about the history of finance because it's not that I need to have a conversation with you about race. America has always made race a proxy for finance. So naturally, if I'm having a conversation with you about finance, an educational one at that, naturally, we get to go ahead and talk about race without ever having to talk about race. Mm. Although I'm specifically talking to you about race. race. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So it is, um, so my point is that if I can have a conversation with you that educates you Mm -hmm. about how your race has been a proxy to cripple you in a financial way, then the onus is also upon us to explore options for you to be able to counteract that. You've been given a set of choices, right? And another mentor always told me, a man is only as honest as his options. Wow. If I don't know that I have seven or 10 other options and you only present me with two or three, Mm -hmm. right? Then I'll make this choice only assuming that I have these two or three. Now, if I present you with 13 and you say, 10 of those look too scary, I'm doing this. Well now, you're- your deal. Yes, you're responsible for that. Okay, guys, that was another amazing throwback podcast with Miss Takia Noble. Um, I really love that segment. Again, her um, podcast the entirety in its entirety can be found on my podcast page, andreapatrick.com forward slash podcast. You can also check out all of my podcasts on Spotify and um, Apple podcast, uh, um, the PB and style podcast. Our final throwback podcast interview is with Miss Lauren Palmer. She is a dear friend of mine. I so enjoyed this podcast with her, but she was recently on a personal journey and I feel like she was able to navigate this journey because she was so thoroughly invested and tapped into her personality. And so she has taken that to a whole new level to really educate people on a very important message that is near and dear to my heart. So enjoy this final throwback podcast um, for just the purposes of you um, having a little bit more information about our masterclass over my Facebook group, Personality to Profit. By the time you're listening to this, it's probably happening as you're listening, if you're listening to it on Wednesday, August 5th. Um, so just so you know, that's kind of why we're doing this one. It's sort of a throwback to podcasts. So enjoy. And on today's episode, I have with me a very dear friend, Miss Lauren Palmer. She is the creator and publisher of The Art of Living Beautifully here locally. And I'm so excited to talk to her. She just went on an amazing diversity journey that we are going to talk about. And this conversation is going to be super amazing. So stay tuned. So because Lauren just did a project, she came to me and another girlfriend about a project she wanted to do on her magazine, and we were thrilled to help her out because we've been friends for years, and she just, you know, when your friends come and knocking, you answer the door every single time. So, but before we get started, Lauren, I want to share a little bit about who you are with everyone, okay? Okay. 
As I said in the intro, Lauren is the creator and publisher of The Art of Living Beautifully. It's a hyper-local media company that guides women in the development and utilization of personal culture. Through the content providing in The Art of Living Beautifully, various platforms, including a printed magazine and blog. Yeah, okay. and a blog, yeah. Lauren provides guidance and inspiration that lead women to recognize their value and vitality and to embrace their God-given purpose by living present, colorful, and intentional lives. I want you to learn more about her. We're going to put all of her information below, but her magazine is at theartoflivingbeautifully.net. And it's also The Art of Living Beautifully on social media platforms. So we will link all of that information below. But right now, let's just get into this thing, girl, because, you know, I'm excited to talk I to am you. so excited to visit. A it started initially in 2014. I started The Art of Living Beautifully blog. And it was really to give me something to do. My boys were two and four at the time. I was a stay-at-home mom. And I'm crazy about my kids, but wasn't crazy about being a stay-at-home stay mom, mom. <laughs> <laughs> and I for for so long I felt guilty about that that I didn't love mm -hmm. every aspect mm -hmm. and I'm I'm still learning to embrace that that's okay like it it's it's not that doing everything that a mom does is so fulfilling and fun like when my kids are grown uh capable smart changing the world young men okay then I think I will feel like so like happy like the accomplishment right, right. but in the throw <laughs> right now, in the throw of you know at the time it was ninja turtles and mm -hmm. diapers and all of the things it was it was just not it wasn't great it wasn't great on me emotionally mostly because that's all I did I did not have anything for myself I did nothing to um take care of my soul yeah to nourish you yes and nurture you and yeah. to and to be creative I, I really do believe all humans are made to be creative and uh even if you're not an artist or a, a, a painter in that sense we're all made to create sounds like someone's been reading the artist's way well <laughs> maybe <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> maybe I have. I have to. I have to. Um, I recognize it's a great book. It, it really book. is. Um, but we, I, I, I very much ag agree with uh, with that statement. Mm -hmm. And I, I started. I, I needed something. I needed something to do. And I, I had always. I'd wanted to be a writer. I had wanted to write. I have a degree in fashion promotion, a minor in the Italian language. So I'm not a journalist by education. But I've always been an avid journaler mm. and I wanted to do more with with the that writing and the um expression of 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 writing down my thoughts and 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 maybe it could it could cause movement. turn into something yeah okay, so I want to get to the project that we are here about because okay. um I want you to it was the diversity journey that mm -hmm. you went on mm-hmm um, we are in an area that is predominantly Caucasian. Mm -hmm. um, if you are a minority in this area, it, it can be a little bit difficult, but it's amazing when people um, recognize that there is a need for diversity and that they can appreciate the, the, the variety, the spice that is in the area. And you had an awesome story. And I want you to tell us kind of how you came to this this point where you wanted to do this article. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I grew up in McKinney and I graduated from McKinney high school. There was only one 
high school at mm-hmm. the time. Now there are a three. <laughs> um, but I, I grew up at a time when McKinney was, was small enough that, that there was really, there was really no, um, I don't even know the right word. Like all races grew up going to the same schools together. Right. It's so big. There was no segregation. There was no segregation. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't matter. Like all the neighbor, it was so small. All the neighborhoods just like fed into kind of one little chain right. of schools. Right. Which I think is such a blessing. Um, it's a lot different. It's a, a lot, lot different, different now. now. Mm-hmm. The the schools that my boys feed to is predominantly white. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people around me are predominantly white. Mm-hmm. And a few years ago, I felt a, like a conviction, um, and I'm and I'm very faithful. I'm very mm-hmm, mm-hmm. spiritual in my mm-hmm. faith. I'm a, a follower of Christ, uh, and and so that's very foundational to all that I do. Mm-hmm. And I just felt convicted in my spirit from 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 God, very much in my face, saying, "Lauren, how are you teaching women?" to live beautifully something that 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 I have always found very cultural and and colorful mm-hmm. but but God God convicted me saying how are you teaching women to live beautifully when every person in your life looks exactly the same mm. and he it was just like deep in my soul mm. that I felt I felt this conviction and I I heard it very loud and clear, and I just started praying. Mm-hmm. God, send me some women of color. Mm-hmm. Send me some like really wonderful women and put them in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm I hear you, and I felt it felt very I felt very sad mm-hmm. that 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 was so true. Mm-hmm. And so that's how it began is is with um, be, uh, feeling that conviction, and then. Following my steps to find both of you, mm-hmm. and I think what I have what I've learned is when we limit who who we allow in our circle mm-hmm. and allow that that might sound like a strong word, but who we pursue maybe right. that who we pursue right. in our circle, we live only to benefit those around us and those exactly like us. And it's, you do yourself a disservice. Such a disservice. You do yourself a disservice. Mm-hmm. Right. We have to diversify because we learn from each other. And the and the learning is the growth. It's yes. where the growth comes from. I love it. So, okay, so the next question is, how do you think our community could use this epiphany? Like, we just talked about that a little bit. But how can we use this epiphany moment that you had mm-hmm. and the article that you wrote? How can we use this as a stepping stone? you know, in the community to do better and be better? Well, I think, you know, I'll, I'll speak from, from my, uh, from my point of view is that what this wouldn't have happened. This journey would not have happened or it would have been a different journey if I hadn't been willing to take a hard look mm-hmm. in the mirror mm-hmm. that, and that's the, that's one of the, the biggest things is just to sit back and look at yourself and think is, is my, is do I have a diverse friendship base? Yes or no? 
Well, mine was no, I don't. Why is that? Look at those reasons. Are those valid reasons to limit the races that make up your, uh, your friendships and your relationships? I also think it's really important to, um, to understand, like, for example, I was listening to another podcast Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and a, an African-American author was being interviewed mm-hmm. and she wrote, forgive me, I cannot remember her name, but I just remember her, we'll, we'll her book. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her book is called Don't Touch My Hair. Oh, yes. Have you read the book? I don't, I don't, I have not read the book, but I am a black woman who does not like people okay. to touch their okay. hair. Okay. <laughs> so in this, in this podcast, the, the, the interviewer is, was Rachel Hollis. She's okay. a, a, a white woman and okay. she was interviewing this um, African-American author uh-huh. and the author was explaining what that means. Don't touch my hair. Uh-huh. And Rachel, Rachel Hollis's best friend is African-American. So she was aware of this. But she said, for those of you listening, if you don't realize that this is an, an issue among the African-American community, they don't want us reaching out and grabbing their hair and going, right. ooh, neat. Right, you know, right, whatever. right, right. Um, that that is white privilege. Mm. And I didn't get that I didn't understand what she meant because Mm -hmm. and what what it turns out is I didn't understand what white privilege actually meant Mm -hmm. my understanding was that it had to do with like an an arrogance Mm -hmm. that I'm better because Mm -hmm. I'm white Mm -hmm. and I would hear that term used now and again and I remember thinking like I don't who who's like I mean are there some idiots like that I'm sure there probably are (laughs) but I know what I, the majority of people in my world are, are white or the majority of people in my circle are right, white. Right. I don't know one person who truly thinks I'm so much better because right. I'm a white person. Right. Well, then I realized that's not what it means. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's really uh, crucial in this unifying of the races is to truly understand what the issues are. Right. What is white privilege? Well, it's under it's it's recognizing that we have that white people have such a have it so much easier mm-hmm. that we don't even know yeah. that there is need or right. or issues in another or recognize community. that there is like what what I'm doing could be offensive you know to absolutely someone. I'm just doing it because I can mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and so I think that is very crucial is truly understanding the issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what, where are their problems? What, what do these words mean? What does this issue truly mean? And that comes from relationships. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That comes and from the, relationships. And, and, the, and the empathy mm-hmm. that, that you, you have to, have to, have to come to when you're around people who aren't like you. If we don't have any relationships or friendships with people of other races we're not going to understand right it's and, impossible and, the, and then this the, the the what happens on the back end of not understanding is fear when you don't mm-hmm. understand something there is a fear of it mm-hmm. and the fear is what triggers a lot of the negativity that happens i believe you know sure. if we don't understand it if we not if we don't understand it if we we will fear it because we think it can it can hurt us because we don't understand us yeah we don't understand it and so then we will ignore it or stay away from it, or that's one thing. Or mm-hmm. we'll start to hate it, mm-hmm. resent it, 
or or there's a fear of shame. Yeah, there's a shame situation, mm-hmm. and then you won't ask the question. You and then you, you just suppress, know, right? And you just keep pushing it down and ignoring and that's looking the, ignoring the other ha- way. And that's just we're not gonna we're not gonna get anywhere. No, we won't with that. But that's what's amazing about your article is because someone who is as well known in your community as you are with this amazing magazine, we know about it all over the Collin County area at least. <laughs> that article is going to spark interest in people and and actually make people think about what it is um, that's keeping them back from having more diversity in their Mm -hmm. life on on all angles, not just white people, but why uh, as a black woman do you not have more diversity in your life? Why as a Hispanic woman do you not have Mm -hmm. more diversity Mm -hmm. in your life? My my whole goal in publishing that um, was to was to stimulate movement. Awesome. That that word has just been kind of put on me. Movement, mm-hmm. stimulate move, movement. movement, movement, make movement, and so for anyone who has read it, I just my prayer is that they feel like I need to move. Yeah, I need to get moving here. Mm. I need to diversify. I want to. I want to do this. I I want to bring women of color that is awesome. into my life. And I hope that the article shows them how enriching it is Mm -hmm. and what we're missing when we don't. All right, guys, that does it. That is the end of our throwback podcast episodes. And I hope you enjoyed all of them. I thoroughly enjoyed each and every one of these interviews with my guests at the time of the actual interview. I hope you enjoyed them today. And, um, If you get a moment, if you're listening today, make sure you pop over into my Facebook group, the BTB Boss Talk. I will put the link below because we still have one more day left of the Personality to Profit Masterclass inside the group tomorrow, Thursday. Um, And we've got Lauren, who was our last uh, throwback podcast interview that we just did. She is actually going to be inside the Personality to Profit uh, masterclass tomorrow, as well as Takia. She's also going to be there. They are talking about exactly how to be intentional and purposeful in the way they use their personality to grow their business and their and be successful. And so I think if you enjoyed these little snippets of their um, individual podcasts, interviews with me, then you will definitely enjoy them tomorrow on Thursday, the 6th, um, inside my Facebook group, BTB Boss Talk at 11 o'clock Central Standard Time. They will be inside the group uh, tomorrow, um, just helping us understand how they've used their personality to be successful, so to make that profit. So thanks again for listening. I hope you enjoyed yourself with this throwback. Listen, if you enjoyed these, I've got tons of podcasts. I can do throwbacks every Thursday if you like. So just let me know and I will definitely add that to the rotation. Have a great day, guys. Don't forget to join Andrea over on our website where all the deliciousness really happens at andreapatrick.com. You can also find her on Facebook at AF Patrick Consult, Twitter at Andrea F. Patrick, LinkedIn at AF Patrick, and Instagram at AF Patrick. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.